Welcome back to the Hey Roadie podcast, where we take a deep dive into the people of the ocean state. We are your hosts, Nick and Sasha. Hi, y'all. I hope everyone's having a great day. On today's episode, we have Rick Kleinfeld from New Harvest, the founder and president of New Harvest, which is a coffee roaster and, I mean, would you call it a coffee shop? Yeah. Coffee roaster, coffee shop um, in Providence, um, but then their coffee is brewed and served at tons of different locations across the state. And this was supposed to be Nick's fangirl episode, and he didn't really fangirl that much. Uh, that's about as, as fangirly <laughs> as it gets for me. God damn it, Nick. Yeah, yeah. You you got uh, you got me actually interested in the episode. I'm interested in all the episodes. I'm just kidding. But. No, but interested in like the the subject before like you're interested in because like sometimes if we have someone like, you know, you you'll know the business and you're like, yeah, they're interesting people and you you learn more about them and it's interesting but this you were like oh coffee like you love, yeah, coffee. love coffee yeah i mean uh it could be i don't even know i think we <laughs> talked about this before but like it could be like the person who i love the most that makes movies and yeah. i see him and i'd go up to him and be like hey man like your movies <laughs> all right cool see you <laughs> quick handshake and then i meet the person who created like bread at seven stars and i'm like oh my god <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Passed out on the floor. There's different excitement <laughs> levels here. Obviously. That's if why I ever we work hit as that level, it's like I think something happened. That's why we work as co-hosts. 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 But anyways, co-hosts. anyway, um, Rick is, I love him. I think he's so much fun. He's so cool. He has hmm. like a very cool, like, I mean, I'm not even going to try to say what he said because it was very complex, but like the 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 passion behind the coffee and where it stems from and. It was so much like everything else. I've learned a lot. I feel like this podcast name should be changed to Sasha Learns. Sasha Learns a lot. Sasha Learns about stuff. Um, So similarly to like the brewery episodes and the um, Isco episode, like I just had no idea how much goes behind getting good quality coffee. And he explained a little bit and it was really, really cool. And I really liked it. Yeah, it was super interesting. I mean, Mm -hmm. and I... I actually didn't realize how long New Harvest had been around for. Yeah, that's true. Uh, well, they... I wasn't really made aware of it until I started working at our old location, yep, yep, which yep. is right near their old roasting uh, place at uh, New Harvest. At Hope Artiste. Oh, yeah. New, <laughs> Har- New Harvest at, at Hope, Hope Artiste. Artiste. That's right. Yeah, like they started in 2000 and they started a coffee shop. So they started brewing their beans in 2000, but then opened like a coffee shop, like a place where you could sit and drink their coffee in 2013. Yeah. So it took like a long time, but you know, he, he did a really great job of explaining sort of like the ins and outs of coffees. Like I always assume that a light roast meant like it didn't have a lot of caffeine. That is false. Anybody who's it's just going, roasted lightly. Anyone who is drinking light coffee thinking that it has not as much caffeine, you are wrong. Very wrong. Well, and I learned too, like, because um, I knew that, well, and I actually hadn't, it hasn't been that long since I learned that light roast was actually the technically a higher caffeine content. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always kind of knew that uh, up until this point. And then he's like, eh, it doesn't really matter because I'd never thought about the fact that because you roast dark roast for so long, it loses literally the beans lose volume. So you need more, more beans. total beans to make the total weight you need. And you're pretty much just evening out on your, your, that just uh, went right caffeine. over my head. The second you started talking about like the dynamics and the math behind it, I was like, I fell asleep. <laughs> Goodbye. See you later. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not available right now. Okay, call back later. <laughs> no, but Rick was awesome. I I think I just love New Harvest. We, Nick and I, we have a lot of like work meetings at New Harvest mm. um, on Sims Ave, which is so much fun. Um, I haven't yet, but I'm dying to get like some cocktails there because they serve like wicked coffee-based cocktails. Yeah, and I haven't had one at the new location yet. Listen, we're going to have a work outing. That'll be our work outing. That'll be our work. Listen, Providence Monthly, Noon everyone who martinis. works. Everyone works at Providence Monthly. We're going to get martinis at New Harvest. Let's do it. Let's do it. No, but he was great. Everything was great. I loved him. I love this. I love coffee. I Goodbye. Love, I love lamp. <laughs> <laughs> but it was... 
<laughs> it was a lot of fun. I think everybody's going to enjoy the episode. It's yeah. very informational. He also has a really great uh, personality. He's a super nice guy. Yeah. Uh, which just compliments on top of the fact that New Harvest is my favorite coffee, period. So Okay. And this was the, the fangirl episode for Nick because he is wearing a New Harvest t-shirt. I am. Which I'm actually so... wearing, wearing swag. You're wearing for swag for New Harvest. And Rick let us know that his daughter actually drew the illustration on Nick's shirt, which oh, is like shirt. so cool. Um, so yeah, I hope everyone enjoys this. If you're near New Harvest, go grab a coffee um, and sit back and relax and enjoy. Yeah. That sounded fun. like a you thing. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. Goodbye. Bye. See you later. Because the spelling threw me off a little bit. I'm really bad at pronouncing things. That's okay. <laughs> really can, bad. Yeah, my name has been a thing for a long time. <laughs> but it's um, but it's it's a beautiful name. Thank you. You're very welcome. It suits you well, Rick. Are we on? We are on now, yeah. We're on. Cool, cool, cool. So thank you so much for joining us. This is lovely. If you're if your phone goes off too, don't worry about it. It's not a huge deal. Okay. We always have stuff like happening yeah. around all right. <laughs> randomly. I think just it's silenced. Perfect. All right. Well, thanks so much for coming all the way here. I always say that because to me, like coming to Warwick feels like I'm going to like another country. Because <laughs> I live in I live in Providence and I'm like, oh gotta go to Warwick. Yeah, because you're from Rhode Island. Because I'm from Rhode Island, yeah. Um, and I didn't get the answer to this because I wanted to be surprised. But Rick, where are you from? So I was born in uh, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Oh, oh cool. And okay. Was, my dad was in the Navy. Okay. Um, and but I mostly grew up in Dayton, Ohio. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. And, okay. Uh, what was that like? Uh, Dayton's actually a lot like Pro- or was a lot like Providence mm-hmm. size wise. It's actually shrunk quite a bit since I left. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a medium-sized city, uh-huh. uh, very sort of manageable, uh, which is one of the words I like to use about Providence. Yeah. Mm. Um, that is a good word. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially I've spent a lot of time in Boston over the past several years. So, uh, I really appreciate Providence. Manageable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Managicity. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, uh, I moved here after college for, uh, to go to graduate school at Brown. Yes. Yeah. Brown. Thank you. I feel like Brown, old, Brown has pulled a lot I know, of the people Brown here. Brown has that, pulled uh, a lot of good people. Brown, Jaywoo, and Riz, not even, I mean, Rizzy's great, obviously. We haven't had a ton of Rizzy, but Brown, man, everyone comes for Brown and stays for Brown. Thank you, Brown. Shout out, Brown. <laughs> we appreciate you. So you went, so you grew up in Dayton, Ohio. Um, you went to college around in the, like your undergrad Yeah, I went to, there. I went to college at a little liberal arts school called mm-hmm. Kenyon yep. College uh, in Ohio. Um, and uh, I wanted to go to graduate school for in history. Oh. Uh, in a PhD program. And I had a few options, um, Iowa, Northwestern, Michigan, mm-hmm. uh, and Brown. Um, Iowa was like the best fit, but I was like, I grew up in Ohio. I yeah. don't want to go to Iowa. You want to do something <laughs> yeah, different. Yeah, yeah. Ohio is do a little okay. bit of traveling. Yeah. This is stupid. Don't, don't judge me. Ohio would be considered like Midwestern? It is. is mid- Midwestern? I mean, it's kind of like on the, uh, on the, it's more Rust Belt. Okay. Uh, so it's like it's Michigan, Pennsylvania, okay. Ohio. Those okay. are kind of similar. Yeah, culturally. we would call it Midwestern, but Midwesterners probably wouldn't. Call <laughs> no, it no. Okay, good to know. Well, because in my head, like I'm not great with geography. Because in my head, I'm thinking like, oh, if you went to, if you live in Ohio, you went to Iowa. Like Providence is kind of a big, a big move. Yeah, no, I really wanted to go to the East Coast. Mm, so mm-hmm. it's like I kind of had my heart set on going to Brown. Yeah. Um, and I knew nothing about Providence uh, mm. when I moved here, but uh, I've always loved the city yeah. um, and still do. It's I a mean, pretty it's, cool city. It really is. Yeah. It's, yeah. I, I'm really, I'm happy that I live here. I will say that. If you're just now listening to this podcast, I'm very happy that I live <laughs> yeah. in Providence. I talk about it like constantly because I, I think our city is so like small and unique and manageable yeah. and filled with characters and, and people who are so passionate about what they do and so really quick i'm gonna like circle back because i realize i didn't anybody who's just tuning in mid podcast we have rick from new harvest and if you don't know what new harvest is you're gonna find out um so new harvest is a i'm gonna let you just i'm gonna let you say exactly sure i'm gonna mess it up yeah so uh new harvest uh we're based in providence we started in rumford rhode island oh my god Yep, in uh, 2000. That's awesome. We uh, moved to Pawtucket in 2007 mm-hmm. uh, to the Hope Artis Village. Uh, and we were there until just last year when we moved mm-hmm. to the uh, Farm Fresh Market Hall in Love Providence. That. 
Uh, so we really started out focusing on, and when I say we, it was really just me <laughs> in the early I days. I started focusing yeah. on. <laughs> um, but you know, over time you start saying we. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, for the first year or two, it was just me in a, in a garage in Rumford, um, really focusing on supplying specialty coffee to, uh, wholesale accounts like bakeries, cafes, restaurants, yeah. and also mail order, mm-hmm. um, which was still like mail order back then because mm-hmm. uh, the internet was not nearly what it is now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was a, a very different experience Yeah, <laughs> launching that <laughs> in, the, in 2001. Um, but the sort of the impetus for New Harvest, <clears throat> I, I was the manager of the coffee exchange oh, okay. all through the oh. 90s. All right. Uh, so that's where I learned how to roast. That's where I learned how to manage a cafe. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the coffee exchange was really the first specialty coffee roaster in Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. Um, and But it was really focused on just being a coffee shop and a cafe, yeah. mm-hmm. coffee house. And I really felt like there was an opportunity to supply other places with specialty coffee, which mm-hmm. wasn't really happening at that stage. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really the, the organizing principle behind New Harvest when I started it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and over the years, uh, we supply a lot of places like that, bakeries, cafes, restaurants, hotels, universities, uh, throughout Rhode Island uh, and southeastern um, New England. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also, we're all in all the Whole Foods markets locations in New England. Oh man, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you've really become iconic, starting off in a garage in Rumford, Rhode Island, to what New Harvest is now. That's yeah. like pretty incredible. Yeah, we've been really fortunate uh, to, you know, grow really every year we've been in existence um, and also just sort of keep it real uh, at the same time as trying to push quality um, because I think there's kind of a fine line there. And this is particularly true with specialty coffee that Mm -hmm. I feel like there can be sort of a preciousness to specialty coffee. And you can see this in, in, in other culinary fields as well, where you just sort of get too far ahead of yourself. Because, mm. <clears throat> I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, coffee is like, it's a, it's a daily thing. It's a habit. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's, a, it's a ritual. Um, it's and, a ritual. Yeah. To me, I feel like it's all mental. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it actually ever does anything, but I'm like, if I see the coffee, I'm like, I'm energized. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, not at all. But I just, I think it's important to to stay humble. Yeah. And like, you know, be sort of true to, you know, what people are looking to get out of coffee, mm-hmm. which, you know, part of it is caffeine. That's mm-hmm. part of it. It's mm-hmm. got, and there's also like a wide range of tastes when it comes to coffee. Uh, like I'm not a dark roast person. I'm definitely a, like a lighter roast, uh, like a, like a light Colombian or light Kenya. Mm-hmm. But great dark roast coffee is a thing too. That's, yeah. I mean, it's not my thing. I mean, I think about it in terms of beer too. Like, and I'm, I'm an IPA guy, and I'm not. I don't really care for stouts or darker beers, but those are things too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a dark roast person, and yeah. I like stouts and and porters. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. Well, I'm it, on that side of the spectrum. I think it's funny because Nick has said this a few times. Um, because I'm not someone who has like great taste in coffee. Like, I like coffee. I think it tastes good. But I have no, like, really no judgment, right? Like, I will, if you give me coffee, I will drink. And I don't really right. know good from bad. But Nick has said that, like, coffee is, um, there, there's a, a field of coffeeness that's, like, how you taste wines or how you taste mm-hmm. scotch or beer, whatever. And there's, like, a, a lane for that. Like, yeah. like you were saying, like, light roast, dark roast, w- different regions farmed differently, I'm sure, harvested differently, brings in different flavor profiles and all that craziness. Yeah, it's akin to, like... To me, I think there's like this kind of, uh, I don't even know what you want to click, a subset of consumables that it's like uh, wine, whiskey, coffee, and like cigars, like where there's like a a (laughs) palette to it. Yeah, cheese, where it's like it becomes like a hobby almost. Uh Right. Uh, You know, it doesn't have to be. Some people are very casual into it, but you can get as deep as you want to get into it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, we sort of represent that that spectrum. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, where it starts for us is, is at the farm level in terms of where the coffee is grown and how it's processed. Um, because that is for sort of the first step of, you know, why a coffee tastes the way it tastes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, first is that, you know, all of our coffee is picked by hand. Oh, um, wow. so that's literally, there are like two coffee beans per coffee cherry. Uh, so each of those cherries have to be picked. There are about a thousand coffee beans in a pound of coffee. Uh, so each of those fruits are picked by hand. Uh-huh. Um, 
and they have to be ripe when they're picked um, to, to achieve the, the quality that we're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, once the coffee's been picked, it needs to be, the fruit needs to be taken off the beans. And there's a few different ways of doing that. Uh, there's something called the natural or dry process, which is uh, common in Ethiopia, uh, where the uh, coffee's, the fruit is actually dried on the coffee. Uh, so it's spread out on rooftops or on mm-hmm. patios uh, for two or three weeks, and the fruit dries on the seed. Uh, and then it gets the fruit, the dried fruit gets milled off. Okay. Uh, so that coffee has a very fruity sort of earthy that. flavor. Yeah. Um, the more common method is called the, the washed method, which is uh, pretty common in Central and South America. Um, in that case, the fruit is immediately removed. Uh, from the bean right after it's picked. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it's uh, there's a fermentation process where the coffee is soaked in big tanks that removes like all the sort of fruity residue that remains. Uh, and then the coffee beans themselves are dried on, again, on patios or on tables. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's, it's a lot of process. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's funny because every person we've talked, because we've talked to some brewers, we've talked to um, Manya from Isco, you guys yeah. are neighbors. And it's funny because I'm I'm a consumer, like the consumer that you want, because if you show me something, I will buy it. And I don't really know anything about anything, but if it's nice or tastes good or looks nice, I'm buying it. Yeah. So what's been cool through the podcast especially is getting to talk to people and learn how in depth all these things actually are. Because like for me, a coffee's a coffee's a coffee's a coffee. I know that that's not true. Like I know that sounds very ignorant to say because I know it's not true. But in my head, when I get a coffee, I'm just looking for a coffee, right. you know? But to hear about all the proce- the process and the, the different techniques and stuff, it's just so interesting. It's so crazy. But before we get more into coffee, I want to know a little bit more about you. Sure. I want to know, so you came to Brown. You started working at the coffee exchange. Yep. Is that you? Was that your first like taste <laughs> taste of coffee life? Was that your first like, or did you always have an interest in like the farming and the ar- agriculture, all that stuff? Well, the growing, the interest in the in the knowledge about the growing part came later. Okay. Um, my first exposure to, <clears throat> shall I say, interesting coffee, mm-hmm. uh, was was not at home because uh, we, my dad just made instant coffee yeah. and it was just, mm-hmm. it was like the special times they would make percolated coffee, <laughs> which is also terrible. Um, but that like camping. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so my first experience with, uh, with good coffee, actually I was an exchange student in Greece oh, in high school. Oh, that, I bet that was really good coffee. Yeah. And it was, uh, it was Greek coffee, which is like not at all what I drink now. Mm-hmm. That's a very different process. Essentially it's, it's sort of powder fine ground coffee. Mm-hmm. Usually a darker roast, usually some spices like cardamom or something like that. Ooh. And it's boiled in this little copper pot uh, three times. Uh, and then you pour the whole thing into a cup and it has this very silty and heavy. Mm. But it was like, wow. This Holy is, moly. Yeah. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is, is different. Interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's so different. Yeah. So when I got back and that was between my junior and senior, senior year in high school. Um, <clears throat> and then when I went to college, I was first exposed to espresso. Mm. Uh, espresso Lifesaver. Ju- <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so that sort of that ignited my interest in coffee. Um, when I moved to Providence, my first coffee experience here was actually at Fellini's. Oh. Because uh, Fellini's had a cafe. The pizza place? Yeah, in the early that. days. Yeah, That's in so cool. like 19, must have been like 90 or 91. Mm-hmm. Uh, just after Fellini's opened. Fellini's actually used to be divided in two. One half was a pizzeria and the other half was a cafe. Uh, so that's where I first had espresso there in Providence. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I was looking for a job because I was just a TA at Brown, which was not, wasn't cutting <laughs> wasn't it. Wasn't paying the bills. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't paying for the espresso. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Wasn't paying for the espresso. Um, and Fellini's wasn't hiring, but I noticed the coffee exchange, which was right down the street, mm-hmm. actually across the street from where it is now. Uh, oh, I didn't know that it was in a different location. Yeah, it's where oh. Amy's place is now. Ah. Um, so they were there, I think they started in 1984. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were about to move to their current location. And this would have been around 91 or 92. Um, and they, the owner, Charlie Fishbein, uh, initially wasn't that interested in hiring me cause I didn't have any experience yeah. in coffee or anything like, but he noticed that I, I was kind of, you know, a good sized guy and they needed help moving stuff. <laughs> you look like you street. could pick something up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
So he literally, that's why he hired me, because he needed help moving stuff across the street. Nice. Very, I was going to say, did he just notice you going to Fellini's every day getting espresso? And he's like, this kid likes espresso. I'm hiring him. Timing is everything. I know. That's not funny. No, it's just my brawn. Listen, it works. got me in the door. Now yeah. look. This, yeah. I mean, hey, everything happens for a reason. Yeah. Um, and you said you were going to Brown for history, PhD in history? Yeah, in uh, modern European history. Mm -hmm. And yeah. did you, did that come to fruition? I got the master's and wow. then I was about two years into the PhD. Um, and I had gone straight from college into grad school. Mm -hmm. So I was very young. I was like, I need a break. You need a break. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of schooling. It's a lot of schooling. A lot of intense schooling, right. I'm sure. Yeah. Like history classes exactly. in a new city. You got to explore. You got to relax. Yeah. And that's uh, at the same time, the manager, manager position came up at the coffee exchange. So it seemed like a, a timely change to make. Very so, nice. Yeah. Um, so I, I love, well, I, I think it's fun because it's history of you, but like also history of Providence. Yeah. Because um, I think now... Now and where we are now, like everywhere you look, there's a coffee shop. There's yeah. like a place to get decent coffee or interesting coffee, but it it wasn't always that way. No. Um. So I think it's. I mean, even still and it still doesn't like touch on like the West Coast. If you go out to like you know mm. whatever Oregon, Washington, California areas, there's a there's better uh, coffee there. Uh, not better. More. There's just more. a cafe yeah, like more. on every yeah. freaking yeah. corner. They're ah. everywhere. Yeah. And there's definitely a plenty here, but it's. If you think there's a lot here. <laughs> well, no, there's a lot of coffee here, but not necessarily good coffee. Well, I shouldn't say that. Because there is no. I like, like, I'm just going to say this. This is going to be controversial. I like Dunkin' Donuts. I think it's fine. Do I prefer going to like a local coffee shop more? Of course. But if it's my only option, I make it work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I make it work. Yeah. I mean, I think a big difference between Rhode Island and let's say the West Coast is that I think in Providence, there are a lot of places, mm -hmm. local places that get good coffee. Not mm -hmm. so much outside of Providence. I mm -hmm. like the suburbs. No. Yeah. I'm from, you know, northern Rhode Island and there's like nothing. Yeah. You know, it's starting so. to. I feel like there's more and more starting to pop up because even now, like I'm from Cumberland, you're from northern Rhode Island. And I remember growing up, there was um, Coffee Connection. And oh, yeah. that, was my, that was my first experience with like coffee. But that coffee from my own ordering tasted like a candy bar. So I, 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 I blame them for my needing my coffee to be sweet because I think the first coffee I ever had was called like literally the candy bar. Yeah, well, and Coffee Connection is uh, akin to like, um, what is it? Like almost like a Mary Lou's or like it's that style of like- mm -hmm. uh, It's like a cafe. It's Dunkin'-esque in that like you, you stop in, you get something to eat. Mm -hmm. Like they have coffee, it's decent coffee. You know, you move along. It's not like a cafe in the yeah, way that yeah, I would yeah. think of a cafe. Yeah, and it's much more focused on, like you said, flavored coffee. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. all flavor. Yeah. It's every like I remember getting a, a coffee. Which and I, I can't stand. I would get it. I would <laughs> I get it to this coffee. day. It's called the candy apple coffee, and it has apple and caramel flavoring in the coffee. Who would have thought that would be delicious? Everyone, <laughs> it's because no. it's delicious. No, but that was my first experience of like not Dunkin' was like Coffee Connection. And it is funny, though, because since then, like now that I'm older, like I don't like things that are super sweet, but I think it was so engraved in my head in high school. Every day after high school, we'd walk to Coffee Connection. We'd all get our candy bar coffees. And now like I'm slowly weaning myself off of it. But what's cool is because the uptick in good coffee, there's coffee you can drink and espresso you can drink that like doesn't need sugar because it mm -hmm. is already sweet or it's right. light or it's you know it just needs a hint of you know milk to lighten it up a little bit it's right. not like you don't need the flavor to like make yeah. it work you know yeah i mean flavored coffee it's a, it's a different industry it's yeah. a different product yeah frankly. yeah yeah um and it's you know i, I don't want to cast aspersions on places that specialize in that that's mm -hmm. that's their thing yeah their customers like it that's 100%. great um it's not my thing yeah yeah yeah. um in fact one of the uh sort of early struggles when i was at the coffee exchange is that they when i first started there they added a lot of flavored coffee because mm -hmm. it was a much different market back then um you flavored coffee was kind of like the the first step in like into specialty into coffee. Speci exactly yeah. into yeah. specialty coffee weaning somebody into right coffee. <laughs> exactly and uh but uh i quickly uh, did not like it. No, you didn't like it. That's okay. <laughs> no, because I mean, it's, you know, I, I love the coffee itself. You yeah. know, to me, it's about, you know, there's so much variety and complexity mm -hmm. um, in different coffees from different farms and different regions um, that that's early on. That's what I wanted to focus on. Mm. Um, so I, Charlie and I, let's say together, started this long journey of eliminating the flavored coffees at yep. the coffee exchange. And now yep. I, I don't think they have any at all. 
Um, but it was, I think that was like a learning process for both of us that, okay, we're starting here, mm -hmm. you know, with good coffee, but you know, let's take it steps further. Now, let's make it better. Make it better. Right. Yeah. Um, so that, uh, yeah. So I think that's kind of a journey that a lot of people take through coffee, mm -hmm. either, you know, working in coffee or as a consumer yeah. that you like start at this point. Yep. I mean, like I started with Greek coffee, which now I don't particularly care for. Mm -hmm. But it was different. It was new. It was interesting. And it sparked yeah. your interest. Right. Exactly. It, it, yeah. it made you realize. It's also probably not worth if you were like, hey, we're going to start you somewhere. Yeah. It probably wouldn't be Greek coffee. Right. If you were going yeah. to try Greek to get coffee, somebody then? else to do it. I haven't. I've seen people make it and yeah. I've like wanted to try it. Uh -huh. It just looks very different, but it wouldn't be. It's not like because like it's, it's like it's it's a little thicker. It's still got the, uh, yeah, like the I mean, siltiness dense, to it. It's yeah. very sweet. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. sounds right. <laughs> yeah, you might <laughs> the like candy it. bar Greek coffee. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what is your like? If you had to, I was gonna wait to ask you this, but now I just gotta know. When you order a coffee mm -hmm. at New Harvest or if wherever, what? It, how do you like your coffee? Like, how do you take it? Um, more often than not, I'll get iced coffee. Yep. Uh, You're and, a true New Englander. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I do drink hot coffee, but I, it has to be below zero, probably. Yeah. <laughs> it has to be really cold outside. It has to be cold. And yeah. it's also like, I won't drink a lot of, like, I'll drink half a cup of hot coffee. Yeah. Iced coffee, I'll drink a quart. <laughs> um, and yeah. then, I mean, there are a few different ways of making iced coffee. Mm -hmm. uh, the way that, I, there are a couple of ways, methods that I prefer. One is called flash brew, uh, which is brewing basically a concentrate over ice. Uh huh. Um, which is uh, the way that I make it at home. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, the reason I like it is because it really preserves, because I, again, I like light roasted coffees. Yeah. I like the acidity. Uh, I like the fruitiness. So that preserves those qualities. Mm -hmm. uh, the other method is something called snap chill. Uh, Ooh, which is, I like uh, these names. Yeah. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> so snap chill, it's actually a, a company in Watertown, Mass. Um, and they, it's a patented process where they brew hot coffee over uh refrigerated coils uh so huh. the coffee's immediately chilled as it's brewed yeah uh because really to get the most out of coffee you want to brew it at 200 degrees mm -hmm. um i mean i know cold brew has its fans mm -hmm. but you're really not getting everything out of the coffee oh. when you brew it using a cold method okay um which is why cold brews tend to be darker coffee mm -hmm. uh, because if you use a lighter coffee you're not going to get the acidity you're not going to get the complexity okay. using a cold brew so the nice thing about the snap chill is that it it, it preserves all that stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, and snap chill actually, uh, they can a coffee for us. It, it's called a snap chill wolf can. Ooh, um, these names. Yeah. They're so cute. <laughs> I love them. Uh, and you can find them at any Whole Foods in New England. Mm -hmm. uh, we also sell them at the roastery as well. Oh my God. Um, it's like my go-to. I pop a can open every morning. Really? Um, do you, yeah. do you it's just add, black coffee. You just So you take your coffee black? Yeah. yeah. <gasps> That's so funny. I yeah. don't know how people can drink black coffee. My husband drinks black coffee. I don't understand it. Well, you, you should try a wolf can. I'll try it. <laughs> Fine, Rick. I'll try it. No, I like, I mean, I'm getting really good. Like I said, my my original flavors of coffee were like the sweeter, the better. Right. If it can taste as little like coffee as possible, that is what I want it to taste like. But as I've aged, I I like the flavor of coffee. Right. I love the flavor of espresso. Like I like a latte. I like that sort of thing. So I just like a little bit of almond milk and like depending on my mood, maybe like a half a Splenda. Yeah. I think if you were like, so in our generation, a kid growing up in like Rhode Island in the Dunkin' Donuts generation, it was like everybody started with like extra, extra. Extra, extra. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> extra cream, extra sugar. You, and then you slowly <laughs> came off of that. If you were, a, if you had a day off from school, I know you're from Ohio, so maybe you didn't experience this, but maybe you did in college. If you had like a day off from school or a summer vacation and you're going to the beach, if you didn't have an extra, extra, extra large Dunkin' Donuts coffee on the way to the hot ass beach to sit in the sand and get sunburnt, you weren't living. That like, that was the like life. Crunchy when you drank it. That was the <laughs> right. life. No, what's how you take your coffee? Kind of black. Uh, it right? depends on what it is, but yeah, either black or like a couple sugars. Yeah, because you like it a little sweeter. Yeah, well, it just depends on like the flavor profile of the mm -hmm. coffee. But yeah, I typically like more like a rich flavor. Um, and I'm not probably not gonna be able to like tell you what characteristic it is, but I'll taste the coffee. And I'm like, all right, maybe like one sugar in there and it kind of cuts it down mm -hmm. to where I want it to be. But this might be a really stupid question. And I don't know if you know the answer to it, but I feel like you're going to know if does a light roast, a medium roast and a dark roast. Do those have different caffeine? Mm -hmm. 
Uh, not really. I mean, ha. yeah, they it's, don't. No, I mean that's been <gasps> sort of an urban myth for a while, but okay. it's the difference. I is, always I mean, thought that light roast was higher caffeine. Oh. I mean, here's the thing: it's, it's not roasted as long. It's slightly more caffeine, mm-hmm. but. The darker your roast coffee, the less dense it becomes. Okay. So you're actually using more beans because you should be portioning by weight when uh-huh. you're brewing coffee. Uh-huh. So if you're portioning by weight, you're actually using more dark roasted beans okay. than you are light roasted beans. So basically equivalent. So it basically. So in equals- my head, I was like, a dark roast definitely has like way more caffeine, and a light roast. No, doesn't. that's no, definitely not. Yeah, every- that's so everybody, funny. Everybody would think that it was. Dark Everyone roast, would think yeah. that. Like that's just in my head. I'd be like, oh yeah, like when a- I get a light roast coffee, I'm like, oh, it's I'm having like I don't need like a big caffeine. Try to remember what it's called. I just one. got a uh, caf- uh, coffee. That like got decent ratings, but it's supposed to have like the highest caffeine count that you can get in a coffee, like a whole bean coffee. Yeah. It's called something de- devil, something. I don't know. Death wish. Maybe? Death wish. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. What is with these names? Well, I mean, there are a couple of things about that. One is that they're likely using, there are two different generals. I'm not sure the biological terms, species of coffee. There's Arabica yeah. and Robusta. Oh, uh, all the coffee that we roast is Arabica. Yeah. Arabica is all high grown coffee. Uh, very dense, tends to be sweeter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robusta is generally grown low, uh, low mm. altitudes. Uh, it's much more resistant to disease. Oh. And also higher in caffeine. Uh, also tastes like rubber. Ah, so. good to know. Very good to know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't like the name of that coffee anyway, Nick. Well, a lot I of like, the time, the like cheaper coffees, coffees are like Robusta coffees. Yeah. No, I mean, really commercial coffee would be Robusta. You're really? like uh, the, yeah. the one at the, the breakfast bar at the Holiday Inn. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's probably a Robusta, Robusta? coffee. <laughs> yeah. That's so, okay. Sorry. Let me get back on track. I have more, I have more questions. I want to know everything sure. about you. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I want to know what made you decide ultimately to start i know i know we kind of got like the the reader's digest at the beginning of why you started new harvest because that's scary to like if you didn't have like you started a company in a garage right like that's a big jump yeah so like was there something that was like i need to do this i'm ready like yeah well i was uh in my early 30s uh Uh, we were in the process of starting a family um and uh, i knew it was time to move on from the Mm -hmm. coffee exchange so i i I had to do something Mm -hmm. Um, and I felt like my, given my educational background, the natural other choice was law school. Ah, law and, school or coffee, baby. Yeah. And that was not a hard choice. Yeah. It, it doesn't seem like it. <laughs> Especially too. Can you imagine my, the funniest thing is like through all the people we've gotten to chat with, it's, it's so cool. Like the, the Rick from whenever that was, how many years ago? They said 2002 is when you, no. 2000. 2000. Yeah. So Rick in 2000, if you were like, listen, bud choose this because this is what's going to happen. Like how crazy is well, that? Yeah. I mean, a lot of things came together to make it happen. Yeah. Uh, I mean, one was that my wife had a, had a good job. She was actually a librarian at the Warwick public library oh, cool. yeah, right down the street here. Shout out public libraries. We love. Yeah. You. <laughs> um, so she had health insurance yep. and so forth. Um, so that helped. Yeah. Um, we had a little bit of savings. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also, I found a really cheap space to start in. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, I think, four hundred dollars a month, everything oh, nice. included, which uh, is—it's hard to believe now. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's <laughs> right? not nothing no, like that anymore. No. Um, so that that was a huge help. Uh, the place where we got our original space, uh, which is called or was called Phillipsdale Landing in mm-hmm. Rumford, uh, the landlord was super generous. Uh, most of his tenants were huge, like mm-hmm. Capco Steel was there. Oh wow! So I was just this little guy. <laughs> in You're this, like I'm gonna yeah. roast my coffee beans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so he helped a lot. Yeah. Uh, my family helped a lot. Um, and I, I, you know, I, I tried to minimize risk as much as possible. I mean, mm-hmm. I already knew I had a few wholesale customers before I even started. Oh, uh, nice. Olga's Cup and Saucer uh-huh. uh, was one of my original ones. They, um, I was a manager when they opened on Point Street. I was the manager there. Oh, okay. Um, so I, I know Olga and Becky very well. Yeah. They, they helped me out in the beginning. Uh, White Electric Coffee. Um, I was actually their landlord. Oh my god! On Broadway. On That's their, so funny. At, on their original location. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, and they've undergone a couple of ownership changes since then, and mm-hmm. now it's owned by the cooperative. Yep. Um, but those are when two original uh, wholesale customers mm-hmm. and Pastiche came along shortly after that. Cable Car. Oh my god! I love uh, Cable Car. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just and I. 
I started with a really small footprint with mm -hmm. uh, kept my expenses super low. Um, so, you know, anytime somebody's starting a business, I always advise, you know, minimize your risk. Start you know, yeah. yeah. No risk involved as little as possible. Yeah. Obviously there's always going to be some risk. No, there has to be risk yeah. for sure. I mean, yeah. that's, that's the nature of, of starting a business, but, uh, as much as you can minimize that, the less stress you'll have. How long do you think, I know you probably don't have the exact like number of years, but so you started in a garage focusing on wholesale and, and, and that aspect. Yeah. How long before it, you actually were brewing coffee for people to drink on the spot? Like when did that transition happen? So that was, we opened uh, Coffee and Spirits originally at the arcade mm. in 2013. Oh, Okay. Um, so it was a while. That's a big uh, jump, yeah. Yeah, because I, uh, you know, coming out of the coffee exchange, you know, really wanted to be sort of behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I had been managing a cafe for ten years. Like, yeah. I don't need to do this again anytime soon. Yeah, it's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, and especially like, oh, like being the founder, being the the owner, being the manager, like all that on yeah. top of like just being on you. I know now you're a we, but at that point you were a you. Right. That's a lot. It's a lot to take. Yeah, in. and it, it's also been a, a learning process because mm -hmm. I mean I we've done a few things. We used to own a cafe in Boston, mm -hmm. which uh, has come and gone, is now owned by someone else. Oh, okay. Um, and, uh, I actually started, had a, a short lived pizza place in the arcade as well. Oh. <laughs> um, so I've, I've definitely tried different things. Yeah. Not, not everything's worked. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, one of the things I'm really grateful for in our new space is that I feel like I and we have learned like all the lessons. Mm. Yeah. You've like come to <laughs> yeah. the point where you're like, I know. This we is know. what I want to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In your new space. And if, if, if the listener doesn't know their new space in farm fresh which is sims ave right that's yep. the um your that new space is absolutely perfect it Thank is you. like the most we have had yeah, coffee really meetings cool. there like a hundred times we are anytime we have to like meet someone for coffee we're like new harvest let's go to new harvest. any excuse to go to new harvest to work from there and and enjoy the coffee and just like the overall vibe and feeling there it's right i haven't been for cocktails yet though yeah i used Got to really to like going to the arcade oh. for cocktails too when yeah. i was there i haven't been there because that was a. Uh, <clears throat> My ex-girlfriend used to, she worked in Boston and stuff. And if she'd have like a meeting or something and I'd have to like pick her up at the train station or whatever, I would just be like, all right, well, let me know when you're there. I'm going to go hang out at New Harvest and have a drink while we wait, you know? Yeah. yeah. And uh, that was a good spot for it. But the new spot is awesome. Yeah. And you have so that good. like, um, what's the room in the back where uh, you do like the- uh, Coffee lab. Yeah. Yep. That's pretty cool back yeah, there. Yeah. What is that? Yeah. So, I mean, uh, really a keystone of our wholesale program for a long time has been our education program, mm -hmm. uh, which is it's open to both uh, our wholesale clients and to just coffee enthusiasts. Yeah. Uh, we have two sort of class types. Um, but kind of what we always uh, try to emphasize is that a lot of work goes into growing, processing and roasting coffee. Mm -hmm. um, but it's so easy to lose all of that at the stage where the coffee is actually brewed. Yeah. Um, so it's so vital for baristas and shop owners to buy into, you know, all the process that's necessary to, to create great coffee in a cafe, mm -hmm. uh, whether it's, you know, pulling shots of espresso, making a cappuccino, or even just brewing drip coffee, yeah. that there are all these standards and parameters that are re really vital to present the coffee in the best way possible. Yeah. Uh, so when we created the design for the new space, um, that coffee lab was really the centerpiece. Ah, that's uh, cool. Yeah. So it's, and that's why there's a big glass door so you, everybody can see what's happening in there. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take a coffee class. Yeah. Yeah, you can sign up on our website. I know, uh, we have uh, three or four classes every week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like um, my, again, my taste for coffee is like, when if I if I have a friend that's like oh let's meet for coffee there's like three places that I'm like we can go there we can get a good cup it's a good environment and New Harvest is on that list it's one of the top it's <laughs> nice. on the top it's on the top and I love that area like the the steel yard and farm fresh like that's such a great area yeah I'm so I'm and, so psyched to be in that neighborhood yeah um, I mean in the 90s when I lived on the west side you know all my friends lived down there in those mills mm -hmm. long before they were renovated cool yeah. <laughs> Um, like Fort Thunder was down there. Um, so it's, and I think that the way that neighborhood has evolved is like, it, it it's a tribute to all of that, mm -hmm. to all that artistic activity, all yeah. that creativity. 
Um, so, uh, yeah, I love being across from the steel yard and ISCO and revivals there and water fires across oh the river. Oh my God. It's so yeah. great. Like even we went, um, for, uh, the Providence flea had like the halfway to Halloween flea yep. and it was just so nice being there. There were so many people there. And then after the flea, people were going to revival or ISCO or new harvest, like just to sit and relax for a minute. I know at the time th some of the other restaurants at Farm Fresh weren't open yet, but like now there's like there, what's it called? Providence Brewing yeah. Brewery. Mm -hmm. Providence Brewery. There's Toulouse. Like, there's just so much happening there yeah. that makes it such a destination for people to go. Yeah, and the fact that my favorite taco place is going to be right right next to my favorite coffee place. Oh boy! Oh yeah, it's a perfect We're combo. Not, that is a really good combo. <laughs> Nick's never leaving. Nick's just yeah. going to like build a house there. I'll put a, I'll put a tent in the hallway right between. The you two. have a trailer. Just park over That's there. That's true. Yeah. I'll put my camper outside. Yeah, and just live there every morning. You have your new harvest. You have <laughs> your tacos. Get lunch to Lewis. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's. How often do you get to like be in like? Do you work from the, the Sims location a lot? Or are you more in an office? Like, what's your? No, I'm at, at Sims every. Day. You are yeah, absolutely. I've never. I've, I I need to ask for you next yeah. time. Be like, excuse me, is Rick? Can I see Rick? Is he yeah. busy? <laughs> is he? Can you teach me about coffee, please? I am on the road quite a bit. Yeah, so that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. So do you? Obviously, um, there's a lot of places that s sell your coffee or or serve your coffee. Are there? What are some places like around here that are ser serving New Harvest coffee? Uh, so let's start. Uh, up that's a, north. That's a hard question. Uh, I'm yeah. sorry. So there's a uh, there's <laughs> you don't no have to name all of them, just like a couple. <laughs> so I'm gonna go geographically. To okay. See, I don't want to miss anyone. Okay. So there's Notes Coffee in Pawtucket uh -huh. on Armistice Ooh. Boulevard. Uh, there's Wildflower. Uh, I love Wildflower. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they, we, they've been supporting us for a long time. I actually didn't know that it was New Harvest yeah. there. That's yeah. so good to know. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Uh, Keep three going. sisters. Three sisters. I love yeah. three sisters yeah. too. I live right over there, so I'm always like bopping around those yeah. little places. So this is good to know. Uh, Madrid Bakery in Wake in uh, Wayland Square. Yep. Those the, their stuff is amazing. Love Madrid. Been, yeah. Mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Pastiche, as I Love mentioned. Um, Sin on ah. Westminster. Uh, White Electric also in Westminster. Yeah. Um, it's funny because all of my favorite coffee shops are places that serve. Like I didn't even realize. Like. I, well, I just love New Harvest, the the actual location, but Wildflower is like one of my favorite places to have to have like a coffee meeting or whatever. Right. Again, like the vibe there is great. The coffee is always great. And obviously I'm a vegetarian, so they have great options for me. So yeah, that's definitely. so funny. Sorry, I keep interrupting. No, no, it's all. I mean, there's a Black Pear in Barrington. There's Ooh. Coffee Depot in Warren. Uh, there's a Beehive and Beehive Ooh. Pantry in Bristol. Uh, the Nook in East Greenwich. The Nook is very cute. I love oh, that yeah. place. Nook it's is adorable. Like in, in your head, you're doing like delivery routes. Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to like follow the You're doing the a great, like, you're doing a great job. I'm very <laughs> impressed. This is very impressive. There's a lot of places People ask us what harvest. four magazines we published. And I'm like, uh. <laughs> Where's it distributed? Uh, Dave's Marketplace. That's it. That's there all I know. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel like um, now with, because there's a bigger boom of like, I don't want to say this, I hope this doesn't come off the wrong way. But coffee, right, is like you were saying, it's a habit. It's a ritual. But it's also become sort of like a, uh, like a, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a self-care thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like on a Saturday morning, I wake up, I go to my coffee shop, I get my favorite coffee, I take a photo of it, I post on my Instagram. I'm so cute. I'm so whatever <laughs> with my coffee. Like because this is sort of like a thing, do you notice like a huge boom in, like have you noticed that like? a big boom in like the way people are drinking coffee or how they're drinking it or like the difference between like before it was like every morning you just got to get your coffee to now it's like a or the fact that people might give a shit if it's like pour over now versus yeah, yeah. Uh, no i think um that was a really complicated question I'm sorry <laughs> that's okay <laughs> it was clear in my head <laughs> i mean i definitely see that i mean not just in our cafe but in the cafes that we supply mm -hmm. as well uh, because it's it's I mean it's not just about the coffee it's also about you know what what else they're serving yeah mm -hmm. um, whether it's ice cream with three sisters yep. or uh, croissants mm -hmm. at uh, Madrid or you know any of the places you know, they put a lot of care into everything they do every little thing yeah. and their aesthetic and like, right. their overall environment all that yeah and I think that and that's certainly when we designed the new location we had that in mind um, you know like the outdoor seating area yeah that. You really have to put care into every piece of what you're doing mm -hmm. um, because it's all like it's all one piece. It's all one experience. Yeah. Um, so I think 
pretty much everyone who sources coffee coffee from us as a wholesale partner has that perspective mm-hmm. that everything matters. Yeah. And it has to matter all the time. Yeah. You can't just like be like, we have good coffee, but everything else sucks. Yeah. Like that's <laughs> yeah. not going to work. That's, yeah. yeah. And I feel like even with, with New Harvest, the location in, at, at Farm Fresh, like I like that there's like the bulletin board with like, you know, you're there putting, when I put my Splenda in my coffee, like I get to see like the events happening or like, right. you know, artists will put like their business card. And I like that there's, it feels like even though I would consider New Harvest like an upscale coffee beverage. It feels very like casual and fun and like you can get this specialty coffee, but still like hang out next to the steel yard and relax. And it's still very approachable and very like someone like me who doesn't know anything about coffee can go there and like ask questions and not feel like. Yeah. And that's, I mean, it's like I said, I mean, humility is so important. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's about caring, but it's also about having perspective. Mm-hmm, totally. About people are, coming to you with all different perspectives yep and you need to be sort of meet them halfway yeah a hundred percent i nick i feel like you love coffee the most i I do love coffee (laughs) (laughs) what is okay so like when you're not drinking a black coffee like do you like an espresso martini do you like a latte I used to love getting an espresso, uh, the an espresso martini at the uh the when i would go to the arcade and then there was um what was the drink? The coffee, bourbon, hot coffee, bourbon latte. Ooh, it was like not grandfather, father, stay at home dad. Stay at home dad. Yeah. That's oh what it was. Oh my god, what's I used that? To like that one a lot. What is in it? Does anybody uh, I know? Tell you off the top of my head. Uh, yeah, so it's it's I think Evan Williams bourbon uh-huh. uh, espresso, yeah. steamed milk, and I think it's cinnamon syrup. Oh yeah, my god! Yeah. Yeah. Was it? And I love bourbon, so yeah. yeah, that's true. Was it important for you to have like the cocktail aspect of it, like the after hours aspect of it, and like how did you decide on that? Yeah, I mean, I think it is, I mean, really the first concept was at the arcade. Mm-hmm. And to me, it just made sense in that building. It was yeah. like, this is a speakeasy. Yeah, you know, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, that's And so in that cool. air, like there's all like, uh, you know, businesses kind of mm-hmm. surrounding right. it and mm-hmm. people can stop in and have a drink right after work. And it kind of made sense over there. I would agree. Yeah. And I also think, you know, I, I have a broader perspective. I mean, obviously I'm a coffee person. Yeah. But I have a broader sort of beverage perspective yep. that, you know, I, I want our place to be a place to get beverages that mm, are great. All sorts like of beverages. Of, yeah, exactly. So and I, I feel like, too, there's actually, I was having a discussion with a friend about this. It's really hard to find a coffee shop that's open like past three o'clock. Right. Like it's mm. really difficult. And like sometimes I need a coffee at five, like, or. Yeah, that's when you end up at Dunkin'. <laughs> that's when I end up at Dunkin'. No, but like, I think it's cool because you could go to New Harvest, you can get a regular right. coffee, you can get uh a latte you could get a uh martini like you yeah. can get like all these different things and it's a it's approachable for everyone like after like you were saying Nick, like after work if you just want to like listen i need a pick me up and i need a pick me up so i need an uh, espresso martini yeah no definitely i mean I, I feel like the afternoon has always kind of been our space yeah totally. Uh, i mean certainly we we have like you know morning yeah. uh, morning rush but mm-hmm. i feel like that's kind of like a unique thing for our coffee and spirits concept. Mm-hmm. That like we're here in the afternoon for it. Yeah, yeah I love we, that. Yeah, we're here for all of your needs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for the boost and the additional boost. Right. Well, and there's also like, uh, I think it's uh, it, it makes a huge difference. So yeah, if you go to like just your average bar or whatever, and you want to get an espresso martini or uh, any kind of coffee drink, like it's fine. But like, unless like, if you get an espresso martini and they don't use real coffee in it, and they use like one of the flavored espresso oh, vodkas or something, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. ugh, yeah, that's wrong. Awful. That's just wrong. Yeah. And I think the <laughs> yeah. first place that I ever had um, was um, Main Street Coffee in East Greenwich. Uh, was the first place I had like a real espresso martini, mm. like years and years and years ago. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm never having one of these crappy ones again. Yeah, like yeah. having a, if you like coffee and you like coffee like drinks, cocktails, like. Going someplace that isn't a cafe, like it's still okay, but yeah. it really does make a difference. Right. Making a coffee drink with good coffee. For sure. When you go to like family parties, like a Christmas party or like a graduation party, are they like, you better bring the coffee? Like, is that your job? That is one of my jobs. It's got to be because uh, you got my, the hookup. My, my other job <laughs> is to prevent my father from microwaving the coffee the next morning. <laughs> Just let it microwave it. It's fine. It's going to be fine. It'll taste fine. I can't even, like, I'm pretty sure my mom also used to do the the powdered stuff. Like, you'd put it in. Instant coffee? Yeah, instant coffee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know if I've ever had instant coffee They're making, like, uh, it's become, I think. There are some higher-end instant coffees now. They're making some new versions of it. Or, like, the, um, 
almost like a freeze dried kind of deal, right. which I think huh. is essentially what instant coffee is supposed to be, right? It's like yeah. A I mean, coffee. I have tasted those. I mean, I have to say, I, I haven't have had not, one yet. Not been impressed. Um, I mean, I think instant coffee is. It's just not the way it should be done. Well, yeah, and there's those like, especially with the flash frozen one, they yeah. sell the ones that are like in pods now uh-huh. too. Yeah. Uh, like that it's essentially flash frozen coffee. You just pour your hot water over it. Like, I feel like it's comparing like lean good. cuisine, like a frozen meal to like going to like a beautiful Italian restaurant and getting yeah. like the actual yeah. real deal. Yeah, no, that's, I mean. Like it's fine. There's a time and a place, but. No, absolutely. And I, I think we, one of the things that makes New Harvest, I think a little different in the specialty sphere is that We've tried to say really focus on whole bean coffee because mm-hmm. um, there are some, you know, like we never really got into cold brew. I mean, we make cold brew for the farmer's market and things yeah. like that, but we didn't like You're go- forced. You're like, I have to. <laughs> <laughs> Cater to a market. Against my will. <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, a lot of, uh, some roasters like went full bore into cold, cold brew. brew. Like mm-hmm. bottled it and canned it. And, yeah. and it's, I was never interested in that. I mm-hmm. always wanted to focus on whole bean coffee. On whole bean. Yeah. Now, this is a hard-hitting question. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> what is the difference between... Okay, this might be a stupid question, actually. So, like, an a latte... A lattes use espresso, mm-hmm. and a coffee uses coffee. Is there... It's different beans, or is it just diff- brewed differently? It's a, diff- it's a different brewing method. Uh, okay. You can use any bean you want yep. for espresso. Okay. Uh, just the same way you can for batch brew. Okay. That said... Uh, you don't want to use a super light roasted coffee for espresso because okay. it's just way too acidic. You want something dense? Yeah. Well, you want something a little darker, a little fuller. Okay. Uh, so we we have a few espresso blends that range from sort of a medium roast to a, mm-hmm. a dark roast. Mm-hmm. Um, I prefer the medium one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's doesn't have the smokiness or the sort of bitterness of the really dark one. Yeah. But that said, I mean, the dark one's sort of a traditional Southern Italian espresso, and some people love that. Love that. Uh, you yeah, know, yeah. It has a lot of crema, uh-huh. uh, it's super dark. Uh-huh. Um, so there's, you know, and that's, we provide that as well. That's, yeah. oh my God, I love that. And you I have a different, uh, your, the way you make it, and then like your grind coarseness is going to be completely different yeah no the for yeah the espresso grinds much finer than you would use for a batch brew yeah really? and I, like when i very first started like kind of getting into like doing different ways of brewing coffee like i pretty much just do pour over now and i'll i bring like my aeropress when i go camping and things nice. like that um but like figuring out like the difference in like how to actually grind the coffee and like using like way too thick of a grind on like an aeropress and getting mm. like no flavor out of it yeah. <laughs> or like vice versa and then like just kind of dialing that in over time and getting a better grinder and i mean i got a i would have never spent for it on my own but i got like a uh just a hand burr grinder like a really nice. good one for like christmas they're like 200 bucks yeah. <laughs> like all of this is going over so my expensive. head i don't know what any of this stuff means i'm like coffee huh? like an electric burr grinder even for your house is at least a few hundred dollars really they're just really i got expensive. an espresso machine as a wedding gift i didn't even ask for it it just showed up at my house it was nice very exciting and that i mean i don't know if that's probably not that great either but it serves me well it keeps me keeps me uh, caffeinated i like it yeah the thing with grinding is uh it's it really comes down to freshness. Mm. Uh, so you really want to grind coffee just before you brew it, whether it's espresso or batch brew. Huh. And the reason for that is that you're basically, you're tearing the beans into thousands of pieces, yeah. which vastly increases the surface area. So it's losing all those aromatics uh-huh. like the instant you grind it. It's so smart. Yeah. There's so much science. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> Every time we have a guest on, I'm like, oh, we're going to talk about bread today. And it's always like, no, there's molecules and temperature <laughs> regulation. And I'm like, what? I didn't know this This was a thing. I think I got a lot of my like coffee stuff. Like even that, I'm still kind of behind on uh, on some things. But I got a lot of it from like YouTube. Like yep. uh, it's become relatively popular. A lot of one of the guys, Peter McKinnon, that I follow is like really big into coffee. He's a partner in like James Brand Coffee, which is on on the West Coast, and then uh, the Black Rifle guys, um, which is just really funny because it's like these you know army dudes and yeah. like the the guy that started it is uh, was a special forces guy and he's like like a coffee nerd like <laughs> they just nerds. nerd out really hard on coffee and it's yeah. funny to watch them like uh, you know. 
taking their time, like out out on a hunting trip, (laughs) grinding his beans and making sure his his water is at the right temperature before he does his pour over. And I was like, oh, this is pretty cool, actually. I also have another question. It's well, it's new harvest related, but not coffee specific related. I feel like your design, your like your logo and your the like characters like you have a robot, right? Is there a robot? Coffee monster. Coffee monster. Okay. How did you come up with that? Was that had that start and from the beginning? Like the, I feel like your whole aesthetic is very cool, and I'm just curious on how that came to be. Uh, well, the coffee monster was actually the creation of a um, a cartoonist named Melissa Mendes. Ooh, uh, she was uh, she worked for us. There's years, probably 15 years ago at this okay. point. Okay, uh, and she's a a professional cartoonist and artist now, uh, but. At that point, she was working a farmer's market for us mm-hmm. in Kennedy Plaza, which was, was pretty quiet. So she doodled uh, ah. during the market to pass the time. Yeah. And she created this four-panel cartoon um, where basically there's an angry monster in the first panel. Second panel, a cup of coffee is airlifted to the monster. <laughs> Third panel, the uh, monster is drinking the coffee. And yeah. fourth panel, the monster's happy. He's happy. Yeah, yeah I love that. I just think that's so cool because every time you walk in there, you have like the bags and the shirt and there's like, right. I just think the aesthetic. And, and you this, guys have the, definitely kept up with that. Uh, the, yeah, that like the cartoon idea. thing. Yeah. Like I think that's really cool. In in, I don't know. I just think that's like a very specific aesthetic. Yeah, it carries that. through to our, our packaging as well because mm-hmm. uh, actually Melissa drew all of the, oh. the pictures for our different blends. Uh-huh. Uh, so those have been you know, the same for probably like 15 years as well. And probably without, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure you realize that you're a very su- successful, smart business owner, but like it's just the whole aesthetic behind it and the coffee behind it, all this stuff is just so like Providence. Like it's yeah. art forward. It's funky. It's weird. It's approachable. It's, you know what I'm saying? Like every little aspect of it is like, feels very. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's, I mean, I think that's kind of part and parcel of who New World Harvest has been yeah. all these years. I mean, mm-hmm. people who have worked for us have been artists and musicians. Yeah. That's always been a thing. Mm. Um, Cause I mean, I like working with people like that. I, mean, yeah. I like working with creative people. Well, being in Hope yeah. Artiste Village, you're, I mean, even if you were, no, you, even if you were by yourself, something like that, you're surrounded by art and different right. installations and different sorts of, you know, illustrations and I don't know, yeah. paint. <laughs> and uh, I mean, it's it's being recognized now and a lot of business owners know it right off the bat. But for a long time, um, your aesthetic and your branding wasn't given a lot of credence as far as being that important. Mm. Um, and everybody's kind of realizing it is now because even me, like I, I love coffee. Um, but you know, I was a graphic designer to start with and that kind of thing catches my eye. So if it has bad packaging, even though sometimes, cause there was a thing for a while where it's like, if the packaging isn't that great, it actually might be really good because they just didn't spend any money on their branding. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, but that like, it doesn't quite go hand in hand anymore. And I think that's kind of like the Apple age of things. Mm. Like as they came along and their branding was like on point and everything stuck perfectly to their branding method and it worked in the marketplace. Yeah. It, it kind of took off. And then we had like the, you know, uh, coffee and then the craft brewing scene and they all kind of pull from one another with that, like really art forward, um, kind of local aesthetic. Mm. Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, I mean, one good, good example of that was I was mentioning the, the wolf can earlier. Love wolf and, can. Yeah. We, uh, we're one of three roasters that the, that whole foods rolled out and I won't name the other two roasters, but, <laughs> uh, our can just pops. And the, the big reason it pops is because, uh, as a hand drawn, uh, wolf cartoon on it by Morgan Eve Swain, who's a local musician and artist. God, I can't wait to look at this up. I can't wait to see what it looks like. Yeah, and it's uh, and that was like that was intentional. Like, yeah, I, you know, having that kind of you know sort of weird, kind of confusing. Yeah, totally. <laughs> well, even like the when we talked to like a few breweries, they were like, "Hey, the the can sells it. Yeah. Like if someone likes a can, they're they're gonna try this beer. Yeah. Like if you see a can that has a just a plain silver can or you see one that has like this beautiful abstract picture of the ocean that speaks to you like you're gonna go for the ocean yeah not the blank can yeah, yeah i'm a sucker for branding yeah same well and even with new harvest i i think in part of the reason why i even thought about this question is because your logo and your branding is so familiar like I, I I knew that Nick was gonna wear this shirt today. I I was privy to it. But <laughs> like even when he, he walked by me, I was like, Oh, I thought he was wearing I'm like, Oh, that is a new harvest shirt. It's just 
it's not New Harvest first. It's the it's the panel like the cartoons yeah. first. And that it's, cartoons actually, uh, my daughter Marika drew that cartoon. No, awesome. that's so cool. Yeah. Oh my god, that's yeah, that's so cool. I love that. Oh my god, shout out to your daughter. You did a great job. <laughs> that's and I feel like she probably is pumped to see her art on shirts. Oh yeah, definitely. That's yeah. do your so you have two kids? Three kids. Three kids. Yeah. Are they a coffee drinking age yet? Uh, I have my two daughters are n uh, almost 19 and tw oh. 21. So, yes. so yeah, they're okay. both drinking coffee. Do they yeah. love coffee? Are they coffee? They do. And they actually started, they had, we were talking about the sort of progression and they started like heavy on the cream and the sugar. Uh -huh. Of course. Uh, they're Rhode Islanders. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they'll still make themselves like iced lattes. But my middle uh, child, Franny, has to be black coffee. Really? Yeah. How funny is that? Yeah. I, Franny, like that, I feel like when you drink a black coffee you're like a badass i feel like only badasses drink black coffee yeah she's a badass she's a badass yeah, yeah. i feel like you have to be like have a badassery about you to drink like a black coffee because those black coffees are they're strong yeah they're strong and they're they can be a little bitter yeah i went the opposite way i feel like when i was younger everything was sweet i mean i feel like that's a normal thing for a kid that's but definitely like, everything sweet everything sweet everything sweet and now i'm on the other end of it like everything the i do is like the better yeah the the only way to i can think to put it would be everything's kind of more on the savory end of things mm. like the, all the stuff i listed off earlier whiskey red wine cigars coffee <laughs> like it's all that like kind of more earthy uh savory end of the palate yeah. and i don't even really i mean if it's a like a dessert i want it to be sweet but anything else I also just want a thing to taste like the thing. Yeah, like if I yeah, yeah. drink beer, I want it to be beer flavored. I don't need it to be fruity. I don't need any of the extra things. I don't want flavored coffee. I just Nick want is throwing shade at me be because those thing. are all the things that I like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait, I no, like. No, everybody does. I'm just kind of the like the the odd man out that's like, I don't want it to be flavored. Well, no, thank I, you. I have learned to appreciate bitterness over the years. Yeah, yeah. you got yeah. it. You're a badass. <laughs> that's that's badassery. My, my soul. Rick's got some badassery in there. So really quick too, um, just a curious question. So obviously you live in Rhode Island. You travel a good amount within the state or, or New England. Yeah. Is there a place you go outside of New England that you're like, damn, they have great coffee i know we kind of touched on it earlier but like is there a specific place you're like i love going to colorado because they have some great coffee or italy or be whatever hilarious if you just nailed it he's like fucking colorado man. <laughs> <laughs> was i right <laughs> um i mean i think domestically mm -hmm. it's it's so specific to specific shops and yep. cafes so okay. I, no i don't think there's a particular area of this country that mm. i would point to Outside the country, I would say Guatemala or Colombia. Oh, ah, yeah. okay. And do you, have you gotten to travel to those places where the coffees are being roasted? Let's say, have you gone to your growers? Before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <gasps> yeah we. So cool. I mean, pre-COVID, we used to go at least twice a year. Wow. Uh, usually, I would take one trip and I'd send an employee to uh -huh. another place. Um, my last trip uh, was actually Guatemala in March of 2020 just oh before the shutdown yeah. <laughs> right before yeah. oh, made it in under the wire <laughs> oh, on that God. one that's yeah. terrible we almost got stuck on a cruise ship off the coast for a yeah. month <laughs> so yeah i mean uh, and we're gonna start traveling again yeah. probably next winter nice um typically the trips happen in like january between january and april because that's mm -hmm. when the, the harvest is in uh, in central america um, Columbia is, we would typically go in August, mm -hmm. but still seems like they're not ready yep. uh, for trips again yet. Uh, yeah, it's so, hard yeah. figuring all that stuff out. Yeah. So I've definitely missed that. Uh, mm -hmm. I especially, I've always loved sending my employees on those that trips. That must be so yeah. cool mm -hmm. for yeah. an employee. Like, cause I feel like, um, I mean, I'm sure that there's employees that are working at New Harvest because they, you know, like they're working at New Harvest, but I'm sure there's a lot that are working there because they love the coffee and they love like the science and all that stuff behind it. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm really fortunate in the, the staff that I have. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, a lot of my staff I've had for six plus years. Oh, wow. Um, so that's, that's really gratifying. And I think, you know, giving staff opportunities like that. So cool. Is a, it makes them feel invested. Yeah, exactly. They, they understand what they're mm -hmm. producing and what mm -hmm. they're selling. And uh, the meaningful and the, the, the process behind it, right? Yeah. It's like, so even like, you know, tasting it, if you taste like a coffee, but then you've also been to the place that it was grown and you've met the people that like do that for a living. Right. It's like, it just ties everything together. And then when they speak to it, it, 
is coming from experience yeah. instead of just like, oh, yeah, I, I read this thing. It's like it's part of it. It's part of like the. Yeah, yeah. and absolutely. I, and I've always felt really strongly about that. I mean, it's kind of unusual. Uh, most roasters will have just like one person who's like the green buyer yep. who will take all those trips. Mm hmm. Um, but I, I feel like it, New Harvest gets so much out of employees having that experience. So yeah. it's, it's much more valuable to me to, to send other people. Yeah, and know. I feel like you probably have been to a couple of places a few times. So yeah. it's, you know, I'm sure you would love to go every time. But it's like you said, it's nice to spread that education yeah. and let everyone else, like let other people. And the people who I've I've encountered at New Harvest are lovely. Every employee that I've ever gotten to speak with or order from or or whatever, have they're so knowledgeable and so friendly and so nice. And I always feel like really well taken care yeah, of. Even, nice. even back at the, uh, the when the Hope Artiste spot and mm -hmm. like, Somebody wouldn't always have to be at the counter all the time. So they'd be back and working and stuff and come up and ring the bell. And they're in the middle of something and they'd still come over and have a smile on their face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, yeah. very, nice. very rarely did I ever have somebody come over like just kind of too busy and like, what do you need? Yeah, 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 but yeah, he came yeah. over and like took a minute to talk to you. And yeah, I think you got great people nice. working for you. Totally. You. And I love that you guys have like your little setup at um I live um on the east side and we go to that like hope farmer's market oh, okay. and i love the little setup there like it's my favorite part like walking down there going to the new harvest little little i don't know if it's a booth or a table whatever it is um but it's it's so nice it's so fun and nice. um yeah and i'm so thankful that you came and you chatted with us um i obviously don't want to take too much of your time but it's it's been so much fun learning i feel really lucky um that i get to learn about all these like things that i had literally no idea about and but I, that i get to see every day or touch every day or and consume every day and really have no idea what like the science or like everything behind it so thanks for teaching me no of course thanks so much for having me oh my I god of course yeah. and um do you want to do your where to find yeah uh, i always just we give everybody a chance to kind of shout themselves out uh where people can keep up with, keep up with you uh, i'm assuming on your website uh you have your location uh at uh farm fresh on ive street is that right sims sims, sims, street. Yeah. sims, sims, sims avenue That's yeah. what sims it is. um and Nick. then uh what I don't know what your your uh, handles are on social media, Instagram, things like that. People to keep up with what's going on. Yeah, so our website is newharvestcoffee.com. Mm -hmm. uh, you can find both our whole bean coffee and our wolf cans at any Whole Foods location in New England. I can't wait to get a wolf can. Yep. Uh, we are open every day except Monday uh, at the Farm Fresh Food Hall uh, yep. at Sims Avenue. Okay. Um, and you can find us on Instagram, New Harvest Coffee, all one word. Um, and, uh, I don't know our Facebook. <laughs> it's ah, fine. Right. Just Google search it. new it's, harvest. It's you'll in, find it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. You'll, you'll find it. Um, well, thank you so much. And I'm so excited to go get new harvest. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta make a coffee date soon. Absolutely. Uh, thanks for coming and everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks guys. Bye. Thanks.